Welcome back to the 91st Minute. My name is Tom Hayes and I'm joined, as always, with Ryan Shop. How are you going this week, Ryan? Yes. Mm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Anyway, um, this is the uh, final episode of the year. We're going to take a break just before the new year and we'll be back uh, on the 4th of January, I think it is. So we're going to be doing two weeks worth of uh, fixtures um, just to stay ahead of uh, everything. Um, but then again, coming up uh, into the next episode, it's going to be a big one as well, talking about quite a few games. Um, but yeah, in this ga- uh, in this episode, <laughs> I should say, uh, we've got rundown results, uh, some fixtures and also some transfer whispers. So I think we'll get straight into it with the rundown. This week on The Rundown, on Monday, the Champions League round of 16 draw was drawn and then drawn again um, after a mistake putting Manchester United in the wrong... Uh, in the wrong pot. Pot, yeah. I suppose. Um, um, yeah, so it was actually... It wasn't the bloke that did it. No. It was like a technical malfunction. So like a computer, if you don't know, a computer pretty much tells... <laughs> Choke on your water. A computer pretty much tells the people on stage what uh, teams need to go into what pot. Mm. Um, and there was a malfunction and that team was then chosen to go, or wasn't chosen to go into a pot, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, after the, the draw had been drawn, uh, it was only a few, it was like a half an hour later or something, um, they announced that it was going to be redrawn, which I think it was, uh, some teams were happy with that, some teams were not so much, some teams stay the same yeah. <laughs> we'll find out uh, in a second um, but the completed draw the second draw uh, is as follows we've got PSG uh, versus Real Madrid obviously the uh, home team for the first leg is the unseeded team so PSG obviously second in their group so we'll see Sergio Ramos taking on Real Madrid uh, in that one we've got Sporting and Manchester City which again City just in every sort of cup competition just kissed on the dick with fixtures <laughs> not nothing different uh into milan and liverpool i'm excited for that one rb salzburg and Bayern munich i think Bayern. i mean you never know uh villarreal and juventus might be interesting chelsea and lil obviously stayed the same from the first draw uh benfica versus ajax might also be interesting and atletico madrid versus man united and again another uh mouth-watering fixture um, but yeah, the first legs are set to be played on the 16th, 17th, 23rd and 24th of February and the second legs then on the 9th, 10th, 16th and 17th of March. Um, so still a while away. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sad about that. Champions yeah, League still a while off. It's, it's, a, it's a fair while off uh, until we get back into the Champions League. Yeah. Um, but something to look forward to, I suppose. Hell yeah. On Tuesday, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was stripped of the Arsenal captaincy um, after breaking club rules, um, not reporting for training. Disciplinary breach. Yeah, and he obviously didn't feature in the uh, game, the previous game, um, as being dropped from the side. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, as we mentioned last week, he missed out on the Southampton trip. Uh, he then missed out on... Leeds, I think it was next mm-hmm. they had, um, but yeah, he went to I think it was either France or Spain to go get a tattoo the day before the Southampton game, which they obviously must have something around that. But even going abroad the day before a game with COVID and everything is it puts yourself at, puts yourself at risk, which is a bit stupid. 
Um, but then, yeah, I think it was uh, just before the Leeds game, they announced that he is no longer captain of the club and he won't be up for selection against uh, for the West Ham game, which I don't... Oh, that did get played, actually. So, yeah, yeah. it was before that game. Um, one funny thing I want to talk about, unless you've got something else to say while I get this up. Um, Arsenal have not had the best run when it comes no. to captains. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to find this first. It's in my Instagram. Um, this goes all the way back until like the mid-2000s. Just controversy surrounding the captains. Uh, reg- uh, never doesn't really matter who it is. Uh, they've, there's always something going on. I've just got to wait for this to say uh, to to load. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you know who became the captain now? I saw that it was Lacazette, but I don't think so it is. I. But I'm not sure it's official yet. Yeah. Um. Well, who do you think should take the reins as club captain? We talked about this sort of briefly during the should. week. Um. I think the best choice would be Tierney. Um, and he stated before that he wants to be, ca- he aspires to be that captain of the club. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, to look over the few of the last captains. So, Abamyang, uh, Granite Xhaka. Yeah, uh, obviously had a falling out with the fans in a game. The fans obviously yeah. didn't want him. Um, and before that was Laurent Koscielny. Koscielny. And he's the one that he wanted to... Well, what? He, he went on strike or something. Yeah. And then he went to Bordeaux. Like and then he went to Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> um, per Metzaka. Metzaka. Yeah. Not, I'm not, not too sure of anything. I think he was like an, an interim yeah. sort of thing. Um, uh, Mikel Arteta before that. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Valmain. Uh, Valmain. Valmain. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything before that. Robert Van Persie. I mean, Robin Van Persie. Van Persie, yeah, he left. Went um, to uh, well, Man United. Yeah, and then before that, Cesc Fabregas. Yeah. He went to Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Gallus. Gallus. I think there's a bit of there was a few issues with him. He 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 cracked a tantrum on the pitch or something. Yeah, he sat down he on, sat the down. Touch, on the touchline and then complained about lack of effort from the players. Yeah, I think that's... Um, before that, another Frenchman, uh, Thierry Henry. I think that was probably think the that's, last great that, captain. Just after that, that's where it started, I think. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Fabregas... Vieira before him. Fabregas wanted to... When he was captain of the club, he was trying to force a move to Barcelona at the time. Mm. Uh, Van Persie also said he wanted to leave while being captain of the club. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... So, you've, yeah... You've got Plays like was Vermeulen, only captain for a year. I did not know that. I thought it was a bit longer than yeah, that. Yeah, Vermeulen, Arteta, and Murdersacker, they're more uh, they started to at the not the peak, but I'd say near the end of their career, I should say. Mm. Um so they sort of shared the armband, I'd say. Um but yeah, hasn't been great. But I think um someone like Tierney, I would even throw Ramsdale's hat into the ring. Everyone oh. loves him. Everyone loves him. He hasn't put yeah. a foot wrong. I, He's I think, young. Same I, as Tierney. I think it's a point, though, that I don't think... He's a goalkeeper goalkeeper. Well. Yeah, goalkeepers don't tend to make great captains. Um, you can see everything. I mean... Yeah, but you, you Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris is a good captain. For I France as right, well. But, he's n- but you've still got Harry Kane, who 
marshals everyone, and I think he's more of a captain on the pitch than Hugo Lloris. And you need someone who's in it and amongst it. You don't want your striker being captain. I don't think you want your goalkeeper being captain. I'd prefer, um, like, your centre-half. Yeah. I'd say that's a good Or spot, defenders, but, but someone who's... Um, so again, like, who have they got? An old field player. I don't, I don't ben White would take it. No, I think Tierney is the logical choice. I think only Ramsdale, people are saying, but he's not been there long enough. Um, only thing with Tierney is that he's injury-prone. So he's not going to be... Oh, the time that he's been at Arsenal, he's been off the pitch mm. more than he has been on it. One of the suggestions um, I heard was having a club captain and a match captain, match day captain, which I thought made a lot of sense. It's what they used to do in the old days. Um, actually, not the old days, like not that long ago. Um, so like club captain, the captain, but and they go and they talk to the media and they do this and that. Yeah. And then you have someone on the pitch who plays regularly and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that could work. And it could also even out the, the load. Um so, like, co-captaincy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, you know, you look at, like, the um, uh, Smith Rose and yeah. Sackers and Martinelli and players like that. They're a bit too do, young. They do have a bright future, but I don't think any of them would be ready to sacrifice the, the, the efforts they're putting in for a game to focus on being a captain. No, yeah. Because, you know, you can tell how captaincy can affect how people play. Because you're not only... When you're not, when you're just a squad player, mm. you're accounting basically for yourself. Whereas when you're captain, you have to be there for each and every player on the pitch and at the club. Yeah, um, the, the especially only for a young player as well. I don't the, think it's very, the only it's very much there. Younger player, I think that could do it would be uh, Smith Rowe, in that when he was given the number ten shirt, he's that's stepped some up. responsibility itself. Yeah. Um, so he might be good at that. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I think he's a bit too young. So It'll I think Tierney be interesting to fan see. favorite. Yeah, I mean make. all all those young players fan favorites. You got Saka, Smith Rowe, Ramsdale, Tierney. They're all and, and you love. can see. I think Tierney's already for a long time been a leader on the pitch, and you can see him yelling at players to yeah. you know, get back or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's impressive. And I think that's what a captain really needs to do. I mean, mm. I, I don't think Harry Kane's a good England captain. That might be controversial, but he doesn't do that. He's not a, he's not a commanding figure, and that's probably why he's not the captain of Tottenham. He's the vice-captain. Yeah. Um, but then I, I don't think goalkeepers should be captain. But, um, yeah. and then, but international captaincy is a bit different. Um, and like places like um, countries like Italy, they go on caps. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Anyway. What's what's next? Uh, next on Thursday, Sergio Aguero announced his premature retirement from football um, after sad. playing only one game for Barcelona. Yeah, didn't uh, his his career after Man City did not go to plan. Let's say that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think fair to say one of the greatest Premier League strikers, well in the Premier League era, let's say. Uh, 184 goals, uh, averaging one every 108 minutes, so just over one. Uh, a game uh, the best goal rate though of any player who scored more than 20 goals um, which is outstanding if he played another 28 games without being substituted so around 2500 minutes uh, without scoring he would still hold the best minutes to goal ratio in the Premier League mm. history which is outstanding um, but yeah obviously he's uh, had some good moments in the Man City yeah. shirt uh, we could probably think of a few, but, uh, you know, once come to the top of your head, you got the Aguero final day drama, what was it 2011-12? Yep. 
final day, um, which just instantly put his, his name in the history books forever. Um, and yeah, obviously his final game for Argentina was winning the Copa America, which is uh, another big achievement for him that he would have uh, cherished. Um, mm. But yeah, I think he still had a lot left in the tank. I think and it's disappointing how his thing with Barcelona didn't work out with, uh, so especially with Messi leaving and he wanted to play with Messi. And then the one game he did play, he ended up going off the ground with his uh, cardiac arrhythmia. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a bit unfortunate at the end of the day. And talking about players with uh, heart problems as well, uh, Christian Eriksen and Inter uh, mutually terminated his contract because mm. uh, he can no longer play in Serie A with a defibrillator. So uh, he'll be a free agent, I suppose. Back to London. Yeah. Um. But the thing is with him, he's his isn't as serious, I think, well... He just needs to have a defibrillator, hmm. uh, which Syria doesn't have uh, at every ground. So he'll be a free agent. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like it'd be a hard thing to do anyway. No. Um, but yeah. Nonetheless, um, you got any more notes? Uh, one, yes, uh, moving on. There. On Saturday, Ajax's Dusan Tadic, or Tadic broke the record for the most assists in a calendar year with 37, beating Lionel Messi's record from 2011 with 36. Yeah. Uh, this one went under the radar, I think, mm-hmm. very much. Uh, well, he was one of Ajax's, uh, before Sebastian Allaire arrived, he was one of their more prolific goal scorers when it looks like he's now moved to more of a number 10 role and he's providing those goals. Um, but I think his life, out, I think he was at Southampton. He's been... Really, really good. Um, another player, Southampton, has mm. sort of, you know, given the you know ability to go to bigger, better yeah. things. Yeah. Also, something that went a little bit under the radar was Robert Lewandowski beating Gerd Muller's uh, Bundesliga record of 42 goals in a calendar year, which Gerd Muller scored in 1972 um, with 43, obviously. One more, you beat the record. Uh, for 2021, which is quite astounding. Yeah. I think uh, he beat Kurt Muller's record for most goals in a season. Last season. Last season. Yeah. Um, which is probably why it looks like deja vu. But um, yeah, and that was over their 4-0 victory to da, 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 da. whoever they played, which happened to be Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Um, yeah, so... He also... Um equaled uh, Ronaldo's well Ronaldo's best uh, calendar year for goals was 69 goals which is the second best ever to Messi's 91 that he got which is n- out of this world yep um, and he's still got a game to go so he could still take School. second for himself um, yep. but yeah nonetheless he's had an outstanding uh, last couple of seasons so uh, definitely goes uh, recognised not unrecognised um, anyway uh, let's now move on to the results in the past week. So this week, uh, we only had some Premier League match week 17 and 18 games. However, a lot of them were postponed. I'd say just under half were postponed, I think. Uh, most of them in match week 18, but we'll start with match week 17. Uh, the first game of that was going to be Brentford versus Man United, but postponed due to uh, COVID-19, which is still a thing. Uh, anyway, the next game was Norwich versus Aston Villa, uh, with Aston Villa winning two goals to nil. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, 
need some praise. The only two games he's dropped points was against City and Liverpool. Uh, he took charge when they were in the bottom five. They are now ninth in the Premier League, or at the time they were ninth. Um, so, yeah, I think it's now 12 points in the last 18, 12 points out of the last 18, <clears throat> which is huge for a team that was supposedly fighting relegation when they hired him. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleased for him, and I I think he, he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll take Villa. I, the thing is with me, the better he does with Villa just puts a bigger smile on my face knowing that we may do something about it when his contract expires. <laughs> it's a little bit selfish, but like it. Yeah. As long as they're not doing better than us, but they're still doing good for Villa, I'm, I'm happy about it. Anyway, uh, the next game was a big one uh, with Man City defeating Leeds 7-0 um, at the Etihad Started off with Phil Foden and Jack Grealish putting the first two in the net uh, in the first 13 minutes. De Bruyne uh, put a third one in in half an hour. Uh, and then after halftime, Riyad Mahrez, 49th minute. De Bruyne for his brace in the 62nd minute. And then John Stones and Nathan, Nathan Ake uh, got put, put in some work uh, in the 74th and 78th minute. Um was this did Chelsea also win seven 0 this season? Was it seven 0 Yeah, two. Yeah, so it's mm, a, was it seven or seven? Eight. Seven, yeah, because it's an equal biggest Premier League win this season, I think, is what I saw. Um, but yeah, Leeds. Are <laughs> it also it. makes this the worst start, or yeah, after the point two Leeds uh, season of football in a hundred and two years. Yeah, it's yeah, it's their worst start ever in the Premier League. I think top five. What are they on? Sixteen points in seventeen matches. Yeah, no good. Well, now eighteen because they lost in match week mm. eighteen. Shock. Um, but yeah, I think this also just puts a stamp on City's resilience. You know, they didn't uh, start of the season looked like Chelsea, Liverpool, and then City were lacking a little bit at the start, and then they've gone on this massive run, and they've also gone and broke records for uh, most Premier League wins in a calendar year, most goals, uh, Premier League goals in a calendar year, which we'll get to um, after the next game. But yeah, um, another thing with City is that their whole team gets involved, uh, whether that's assists, goals, even just build up itself um, with forwards getting back and uh, defenders getting forward. You know, they had seven goals, two of them were for forwards, three of them from midfielders, two of them from defenders. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Edison scores in the next couple of weeks, which well, wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I had to give man of the match as well to uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I think he mm. provided a few, scored a few, um, just completely bossed that midfield. It's just working a treat for them at the moment. Um, and what I said for Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I don't see anything stopping them. So I hope this jinxes them. And then... You know, we take the the lead of the league. That's because that's uh, what happened for Chelsea. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, Wolves beat Brighton one nil at the Amex, um, solidifying their spot in the top half. Burnley versus Watford was postponed. Crystal Palace and Southampton played at a two two draw with James Ward Prowse scoring a stunning free kick to put Southampton on the score sheet. Arsenal beat West Ham two uh, nil, which was kind of a big one. As West Ham had beaten pretty much every big team they've come up against this season. Uh, so Arsenal enhancing their top four hopes with a major win. 
Hey. Arsenal are the big team. <laughs> so they lose to the small teams. Mm. Well, I mean, they're above them in the league right now, so I think they'll take it. Uh, but yeah, as I said, West Ham seemingly beating every big side this season. Uh, Leicester versus Tottenham was postponed. Again, COVID-19 hitting Leicester. I think to- most of the Tottenham ones had recovered by then. Chelsea and Everton drew at Stamford Bridge, um, which I can't wrap my head around as Everton have not mm. been great. Um, but yeah, I think Chelsea took the lead, right? And then Everton yeah, bounced back. I don't think you want to talk about that, so we'll move on. <laughs> Liverpool and Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool beating Newcastle 3-1 at Anfield. We saw a screamer from Big John Joe. Um, the only player I'm happy to see score against, if it's Newcastle, Big John Joe, I'm, I'll welcome it. Mohamed Salah equaled Jamie Vardy's record of 15 uh, consecutive Premier League games with a goal and assist, and it stopped there because he didn't score or assist in match week 18. Um, and Liverpool also became the first team in English history to record 2,000 top flight victories, something in that. Um, moving on to match week 18, we had kicked it off with five postponed games, Man United, Brighton, Aston Villa, Burnley, uh, Southampton and Brentford, Watford, Crystal Palace and West Ham Norwich all postponed. Uh, so the, the uh, week kicked off with Leeds and Arsenal, with Arsenal beating Leeds 4-1 Allen Road. Uh, now four points clear of West Ham in fifth. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli's on fire in that striker role. Uh, as he said before, Leeds' worst start to a Premier League campaign ever. 16 points from 18 matches. No good at all. Uh, Everton and Leicester was also postponed again. Leicester uh, struggling there. Wolves and Chelsea nil all. Chelsea hold. As we know, Wolves are very um, defensively sound uh, at this stage of the of the season. They always have been. But yeah, if Chelsea were to win, I didn't think it would be by a big margin. But it just wasn't to be that day. Uh, Newcastle uh, were valiant against Man City, but couldn't. They still scored four goals against them. Uh, City extending their lead at the top of the Premier League now. Three points clear of Liverpool, six points clear of Chelsea. Uh, And City also set new records for the most Premier League wins in a calendar year with 34. Most goals in a calendar year with 106, uh, which is nuts. Um, And yeah, Newcastle still sitting in that relegation zone. And the final game of the week uh, was this morning with Tottenham and Liverpool playing at a 2-2 draw at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which was a very fiery encounter. Uh, wouldn't go amiss without any controversy as well. Started off with Harry Kane with the first um, and his second goal in the Premier League this season. First goal at home in the Premier League since May. Uh, Diego Jota netting his 10th of the season uh, in the 35th minute. Andy Robertson put Liverpool ahead um, just before Heung-Min Son equalised again for Tottenham. Then Andy Robertson was sent off for a wayward challenge on, was it was it Davies? I think it might have been Davies or Davidson Sanchez. Um, it was originally given a yellow, but following an on-field um, VAR, wasn't it VAR? The ref went to the, the replay box. It was changed to a red card, um, but nonetheless, fire clash from start to finish. I thought um, one thing... Obviously, uh, Andre Mariner, the the manager, the ref. I thought he set a decent precedent in the first half. Like, uh, we could tell the game was going to be a hard, hard to win. Like, it was going to be very physical. uh, Because it was very hard to get 
you know, yellow cards and red cards. Mm. Obviously, with the first Harry Kane incident that mm. could have been red and it wasn't looked at, um, we thought, look, if it's if that's going to be a yellow card, then that's going to be a yellow card. Um, and then there was a penalty shout that wasn't given, wasn't looked at. Um, so I was thinking, look, you're gonna, you could almost step on someone's head and get away with it at this point. Um, but yeah, and then he went and changed his complete mindset in the second half and gave out nine, <laughs> nine cards, eight of them being yellow. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. I think the game deserved to be a draw in the end with Tottenham's chances evening out with their, I'd say, I'd say luck with the, with the ref. They could have easily been down to 10 men in the first half, which is, Fortunate for them, but also keeping their European hopes alive, uh, whether that be the Conference League or the Europa League, I doubt it would be the Champions League. Um, but one thing I want to mention as well is I think Liverpool may have thought less of Tottenham. I think they underestimated them a little bit. They started yeah. Tyler Morton at CDM. Obviously, Fabinho mm. was uh, unavailable, Van Dijk unavailable. Uh, who else? Thiago and Henderson were also unavailable, so... Very short-staffed in the midfield, but um, I didn't think that was the right selection to put him there in the pivot position. Um, but yeah, weaker starting eleven, and they just look sluggish from start to finish. I'm actually very, very happy with a draw, uh, believe it or not. I gave man of the match to Ryan Sessegnon, who kept Mohamed Salah quiet for the second time this season. Out of 18 games, he hasn't had a goal or assist, so I think he well-deserved of the man of the match there. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that's the end of the games this week so i guess now we'll talk about the games coming in the next two weeks over the christmas and new year period now we're going to look at the fixtures for the upcoming two or so weeks um as we're taking a break next week as was mentioned at the start of the podcast uh first up we have fixtures for the carabao cup quarterfinal um one of them to be played on wednesday december the 22nd uh, between arsenal and sunderland um, at the Emirates. Come on, no, is it at? It'll be at the Emirates. The semi-finals. Are semi-finals and the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought so. Uh, next on Thursday, December the twenty-third, um, there will be Liverpool taking on Leicester, uh, Brentford taking on Chelsea. Uh, so Liverpool, Leicester, Anfield, Brentford, and Chelsea at Brentford Community Stadium, and Tottenham and West Ham at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, so they'll be interesting ones. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about the Carabao Cup. I think Sunderland might go through. <laughs> I reckon they either go through or get completely Cameron. slapped about. Yeah. I'm not used to being in the Carabao Cup still. Mm, yeah, it's weird. Usually Maybe. you're out by now. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised City aren't in it. I mean, like West Ham. They love it, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to Premier League match week 19. Let's see how many of these get postponed. Yes. Um, what's your guess first? How many do you reckon will get postponed? I reckon, you know, I'm going to say, I reckon over the Chris, oh, these are the Christmas ones, mm. aren't they? I'd say between Christmas and New Year, I reckon there'll be no games. Yeah, I reckon there'll be a, a stoppage of yeah, sorts. I think, yeah. We'll see we'll, how many games. We've got 10, 20, we've got 29 games. I reckon... Half or more get mm. postponed. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. But just to be safe, we're still going to do predictions. Of course. Um, so, moving forward, uh, on Sunday, December the 26th, uh, Boxing, Boxing Day. Day, for us, Christmas for them. That's shocking. 
What? That they got to play at Christmas. Yeah, well, it's a traditional. Wait, is it Christmas for them? What time is it? Yeah, right. It's Christmas. It is, isn't it? Yeah, but it's 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 traditional it's matchup. Christmas so. night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are two matches. Uh, the first of which is Wolves taking on Watford at the Molyneux. Um, I'm going to say Watford 1-0. Ooh, I got Wolves 2-0 for this one. Uh, the next game is a feature match for this week, um, or this match week, I should say, uh, between Liverpool and Leeds at Anfield. Now, um, I think to focus on Leeds is probably the best thing to do here. Um We've seen how Liverpool can play and how they like to play, under Klopp especially, um, obviously, at the moment. That's who their manager is. And is I it? think a good example of what could happen to Leeds is what happened to Manchester United on that famous 5-0 at Old Trafford. Now, Leeds... Brings tend- a smile to my face every Leeds time. like to play that very, very high line. Um, very aggressive. Very aggressive, um, ultra-attacking Bielsa ball. Um, and if they don't adapt to suit their opponents in this match, they will get destroyed. No, Make no bones about that. I or, think they've got to take damage limitation from the very first minute. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I will be surprised, actually, because they clearly have not learned their lesson. No. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very uh, short-staffed at the back. I would be acting as if they have 10 men from the get-go. Put... Everyone back. You could, especially against Liverpool as well, who are pretty reserved as well as you saw against Chelsea. Mm. Chelsea kept them not to score. I think if Leeds checked everyone back, they could get a point. And yeah. it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them no, right no, no. now. Yeah, yeah. But they're obviously not going to do that because it's not tactically sound. It, it, Bielsa doesn't adapt his style for anyone, I think. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it could work, but I very highly doubt it. I mean, they've got a few outs. At the a, moment, you know they had a fifteen-year-old on the bench for them this yeah. last week. That's They're not crazy. having the greatest time in terms of squad management and depth at the moment. Um, their depth is just they're definitely torn. not in the position they were in last season um, right in terms part. of fitness and the likes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think we can see exactly what could happen is what Liverpool did to Manchester United um, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's setup um, that day and. Once you start like that, it, there's really no time to... Once Liverpool get a foothold, if they do, and they play like this, I'm excited no for way this out. one. I'm excited. I, I think you would be, yeah. I'd be disappointed if we don't mm. win. Like, 4-0 four, four would be... has to be at least. Yeah. And it's at Anfield. Um, yeah. But, you know, who knows? I mean, one thing that's not mentioned really is, is Bielsa... Is his job in jeopardy? Is he in trouble? I think he's not, because I don't think he will be. Yeah. I, I think, think he's he done either. so much for the club, but it's going to take a lot more than... I think if even they being get... relegated, I think, which I hope they're not relegated. I think if they do get relegated, he's in trouble then. I think he might volunteer to leave, but I don't... It, it's funny, because a lot of Leeds fans actually don't see him as the problem. And I personally, I'm not a Leeds fan, but I don't see him as the problem. I think it's... I think this season almost has to be an exception. It's a supply issue. This season has to be an exception. I think they're missing 11... Yeah. Like 10 or 11 players. they're missing a lot. Yeah. Um, They didn't really build. So I think if they're able to survive this season, they'll obviously... uh, would not be surprised. Project Newcastle, I think. um, In terms of... Well, in terms of... 
riding this season off, just getting through and yeah, then just re- going the again next season, That's I think, right. is a logical step, even at this, not early stage, but... Or at the midpoint. Midpoint of yeah. the season, I think. Get through it. Don't get relegated. Well, after Go this, again next year. After match week 19, we will be midway through. Yep. Uh, what are you going to tip for this one? I'm tipping 7-1 to Liverpool. Like a little Brazil-Germany ting. I'm going to go 5-1 Liverpool. You know, I'd be happy with three points. I'd, I don't care if we win 1-0, but I'd be disappointed that we didn't. Mm. I'd be mad not disappointed. I, Liverpool will not win 1-0. Ah, oh. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Do you reckon someone bags a hat-trick? Oh, we'll leave that. <laughs> don't I don't know. know. Never Possible. mind. Anyway, um, yeah, Meslier bangs a hat-trick for Liverpool. Um, <laughs> Big up. Come on. Yes. Uh, moving on, on Monday, December the 27th, there are seven matches, the first mm. of which is West Ham United taking on Southampton. At the London Stadium, I'm going to say West Ham to win two goals to nil. 3-1 to the Hammers. Uh, the next match is Norwich City taking on Arsenal at Carrow Road. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0 to Arsenal. Exactly the same for me, 3-0. Hard to knock them off their horse at the moment, I reckon, especially against Norwich. Like, what, no, what are Norwich going to do to them? Yeah. Um, who knows? Come on. What's going on? You know. uh, moving forward on the next match, I should say, is Tottenham Hotspur taking on Crystal Palace at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I think a 1-1 draw. I'd say that's very much on the cards, but I think... Um, I've got 2-1 Tottenham. I don't know why. The next match is Manchester City taking on Leicester City um, at the Etihad. And I think that Manchester City will win two goals to nil. 3-1 City. Uh, The next match is Burnley taking on Everton at Turf Moor. And I think 2-1 to Burnley. Yeah, good lad. I got a 1-1 draw, but I like the way you think there. Uh, the next match is Aston Villa taking on Chelsea uh, at Villa Park, and I'm predicting 1-0 to Aston Villa. I think Chelsea... Well, you never know, you know. You could be on the money. <laughs> no, I think Chelsea 2-1, but their recent form suggests that Villa could do a madness, but I hope not for your sake. I'm on 2-1 to Chelsea, but for your sake, for, Ver- for Stephen Jarrett's sake. I hope you're right. Uh, and the last match on Monday, the December the 27th, is Brighton Hove Albion taking on Brentford. Uh, Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typo. Uh, <coughs> at the MX, and I think 1 1. 1 1. Oh, sorry, I'm not even on the screen. Um, I 2 1 Brighton. And there's still one more game, Match Week 19. Yeah, the last match on Tuesday, December the 28th of Match Week 19 is Newcastle United taking on Manchester United. And I think Newcastle United wins 1-0. See, this is where your tipping just goes in the bin. (coughs) You know how many tips you got last week? (coughs) Three. Yeah, but how many games were postponed? Six. 
Exactly. I still got. I still managed to get nine at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Did you get three three pointers? I got one three pointer. Okay. And I got six right. So out of fourteen, it's not bad. Come on. Still okay. more. Still more uh, games. <laughs> we've got from from pretty much from Boxing Day. We've got football all the way through till the new year. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to Premier League match week twenty. The first game to be played of match week twenty is on Tuesday, December the twenty eighth. Um, between Arsenal and Wolverhampton Wanderers at mm-hmm. the Emirates, and this is another feature match. Now, this could be very interesting for Arsenal, um, playing against a pretty good defensive side in Wolves, yeah. um, and they're going to need to kind of keep their momentum running if it does continue through yeah. Premier League match week 19. Um Put it this way, Wolves have played, they played City, Liverpool and Chelsea. Mm. They conceded two goals in that span. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a really good record, I'd say. Um, the only thing with that is when they're on the back foot, they have no chance of scoring. Mm. So I think if Arsenal put them on the back foot, they may they may get a goal, they may not. Mm. But I don't think if... Uh, sorry, if Arsenal go on to score one, I don't think they're going to score again. But then that's at that point... This is sort of what Leeds need to do. If they go complete defensive, they can't let themselves score. But it's almost like they need to invert their complete, even though we're not talking about Leeds anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't think Wolves will concede too many, and I don't think they will score too many, as previous records would show. Yeah, I think it's a good game for Arsenal. Um, if they continue on their current trajectory, mm. who knows what happens if it's even played. We yeah. can't see the future. Now, I mean, let's hope we've got games every day. We may not. We may not. Yeah, um, yeah not a lot more to be said about this one, I don't think. Um, what are you going to predict for it? Arsenal 1-0. Yep. Read me mine. I'm going Arsenal 1-0 too. Uh, moving on, on Wednesday, December the 29th, there are five matches, the first of which is Southampton taking on Tottenham Hotspur at St Mary's Stadium. And I think Southampton lose uh, 1-0 to Tottenham. <laughs> I think they lose as well. I'll go 2-0 to Tottenham. Uh, the next match is Crystal Palace taking on Norwich City at Selhurst Park. And I think Crystal Palace win two goals to one. I, I'm i going to change my... I had 2-0, but I'm uh, 2-1. I'm going to go 3-1 to Crystal Palace. And I think Conor Gallagher scores. No, it's a gimme at this point. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Watford take on West Ham United at Vicarage Road, and I think West Ham win two goals to nil. Yeah, I got 3-1 West Ham, that one. Uh, the next match is Leeds United taking on Aston Villa at Elland Road, and I think Leeds will get battered by Aston Villa 4-0. I went 3-0. I... I thought that was a battering, but Fawn, it was a battering. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Battle of the Elves. Leicester take on Liverpool at the King Power Stadium. So you said Battle of the Elves. Like Elves? the bird. Elves. No, I know what you meant, but I, at first. Yeah, cuckoo. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one, I think. I think 2 2 draw. See, I'm not confident against Leicester ever. Mm. And I'm still not confident in this, but I reckon we win 2-1. Mm. 
and it'll be some late, late shit. Going yeah, probably. On. Uh, moving on, uh, there are two matches on Thursday, December the 30th. The first of which is Chelsea taking on Brighton and Hove Albion at Stamford Bridge. Um, I'm going to tip 1-0 to Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah, I'm going to 2-0 Chelsea in this one at home. Uh, the next match is Brentford taking on Manchester City at the Brentford Community Stadium. And I think... No, this is going to shock you. It. I, no, it doesn't shock me. because It will shock you. Man City, 5 I was going to say, if you tip City, that shocks me. 5-1, did you say? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I got 4-0, City. Thank uh, God, but Brent, that's a that's a fortress for Brentford. Mm, not, not for long. We never know, uh, we never know. And moving on, on Friday, December the 31st, Everton take on Newcastle United at... Goodison Park, and I think Newcastle win this two goals to nil. It's a very winnable game for them. I've gone a one-one draw. Let's just say if they don't win this, they're getting relegated. Yeah, pretty but much. If Newcastle win this, Everton could get relegated. Yeah, that is true. I don't want them to be relegated because I like beating them each year. If we if they get relegated, we can't beat them every year. Uh, moving on, Manchester United play Burnley at Old Trafford, and I think. Don't say Burnley. I think 1-0 to Manchester United. Okay. You need to desperately try and catch up to me in the tips. Yeah. Please. I can try. Um, you got a whole other week to talk. A whole other. move on to Premier League match week 21. Now, bear in mind these three weeks could all get cancelled or postponed or yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, the, so on the very first day of the year, on Saturday, January the 1st, 2022... Arsenal take on Manchester City at the Emirates. Now, I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. I hope you are right. I go on City 3-1. But, oh my God, if that's a 1-1 draw, that'll set up the next, the highlighter game for this week. Would be huge if that game, if City drop points. Depending on the other previous week's results. If everything we've predicted, or everything I've predicted, goes according to plan, mm-hmm. this could set something big up. Uh, next, there are three matches on Sunday, generally the second. The first is Watford taking on Tottenham at... <coughs> Jesus, you are dying. Yeah, I know. It's been like this for like a week. <laughs> Doesn't sound I've had a COVID test, don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah I believe you. I, I think I got it from your work, so... Um, I'll make it. I didn't make you it. You did make it. Um, at... Vicarage Road, yeah. and I think Watford win 1 0. Tottenham win 2 1. Now I'm yawning up. We're having a stinker right now. The next match is Leicester City taking on Norwich City at the King Power Stadium, and I think Leicester win 2 goals to 0. For some reason, I did 0 0, so I'm just going to run with it. <laughs> no worries. Uh, next is Crystal Palace taking on West Ham United, a London Derby at Selhurst Park, and I think West Ham win 3 0. Gone 4 1 to the Hammers in this one. I think they've, uh, for some reason, we've given them, we've talked them up. Actually, you know what? I'm going 3 1. Oh no, 4, yeah, 4 1, sorry. I was looking at yours. West Ham always concede. Always concede. Come on, we're almost there. Uh, moving on. On Monday, the January the 3rd, the last f- 
five games that we're going to mention this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of, of which is Southampton taking on Newcastle United at St. Mary's, and I think Newcastle United win 1-0. So your predictions would almost have Newcastle out of the relegation almost, zone. Almost, almost. What did you say? Sorry, 1-0. 1-0 to Newcastle. I've gone with a 2-2 draw. So my predictions might have them close. Yours will have them hang on top four bound. Uh, the next match is Leeds United taking on Burnley at Allen Road. And I think Burnley win 2-1. I've gone with a 1-1 draw, but that is very much on the cards, I think, Burnley. Uh, the next it's a very, it's a, I reckon that's one Leeds could bounce back on. Hmm. The next match is Everton taking on Brighton and Hove Albion at Goodison Park. Yep. And I think Brighton win three goals to one. 2-1 Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, the next match is Brentford taking on Aston Villa at Brentford Community Stadium. And I think Gerrard loses 1-0 to Brentford. No. 2-0 to Gerrard. Gerrard, not, not Villa. Just, just Gerrard. Team Gerrard. And now we move on to the last game and the feature match for this match week. It's me not really you surprised. again. The first game was good. Can this the one The first game it? was rigged. Um... Oh, we drew, didn't we? wasn't a red card. <clears throat> anyway, Chelsea take on Liverpool, this time in Chelsea's home turf or backyard at Stamford Bridge. Now, this could be a title-deciding or pivotal moment in the title race. If you now consider there are three, I think Chelsea may be at the risk of falling off the title race, but who knows? It's a long season. I'm just let's very say, pessimistic when uh, it comes to let's, Chelsea. But... Let's just talk about it as if the table will be the same at this point. Okay. So let's say Chelsea are three points behind Liverpool and six points behind City. Let's mm. base it around that. I think if it's the same and Liverpool win, Chelsea, Chelsea are out of it. If Chelsea win, I think City run away. There, you think City are out of it? No. If Chelsea win, mm. that obviously extends City's. To, to Liverpool. Yeah. So I think City... Then Bear in mind, it could all be switched up by then, and who knows? Yeah. Chelsea well, yeah. could be the top. Yeah. Um, Newcastle could be top if you're... Predicting. They couldn't, but that's all right. Um, could be top. But yeah, it's going to be a very interesting match. Let's hope they both have a full squad. I mean, I hope Kante and Timo Werner and uh, Lukaku, COVID... Um, and Ben Chilwell is back. Chilwell's out for the season, Jim. No, he's not. He was injured for the season. Oh, not the season. I hope he's back, though. <laughs> I hope he's back. No, he's not out for the season. Is it him? No, yeah. It's, no, no. it's one, of, one of your left-backs is out for the season. And it's not Alonso because he played the last game. I don't think he's out for the season. It's a very, he's got a... He's like three or four month injury or something. Where are you No being? one told me. Anyway, I'm going to call you Patrick Starr because you've been living under a rock. That is the worst joke I've heard. Anyway, so Ben Chilwell might not be back, but I, I think even think if Chelsea can get their core group of players back and are firing by then, Liverpool might shit themselves. Vice versa, if Liverpool are firing and Mo Salah's scoring, who knows? I mean, isn't he scoring? I mean, um, I think it will be a very good game to watch. Um... Tuchel has a pretty good track record. We gotta against, watch. We gotta watch this game together. Yeah, against Klopp. Um, I'm not 
confident at the moment. Um, I wasn't confident when Chelsea were on top, but I think that's just my that's just nerves. general pessimism towards Chelsea being successful in the league. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, what are we you can look predict? for. I think Klopp will stick to one game plan. I don't think he's going to change it up. It's but, the same as always. Yeah. But I think Tuchel, and it may be a strength for Chelsea, Tuchel, as we know, has the ability to change things up during the yeah. game, and that is something that even Pep Guardiola doesn't do. Um, I don't think any other real Premier League matches have the ability to do it, and I think it's the way that Chelsea play that allow that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very good match. Um, one of the, probably, if it goes to the potential, one of the matches of the year, I'd say. Can you actually predict this normally? No. Because your predictions, you have a, a, a thing, your predictions are meant to make Chelsea win, and they haven't won lately, so maybe you change it I haven't lost. What do you think this will actually be? What do you really think the scoreline will be? I have no clue. Um, but I'm going to predict 1-0 uh, to Liverpool. Yeah, no surprise. I am going with a 1-1 draw at Chelsea. It'll be a good game. Mm. I'm just hoping that no shit refs on the game. As long as it's not Mike D. Martin Atkinson or Andre Mariner, I'll oh, be wow. pleased. We're but not going to get is, any of uh, notable referees on the podcast no, anytime we need, soon. We need um, Gillett. Gillett. The Australian. The Aussie bloke. If he does mm, it. Possible. Can't say anything. I, I, I think it might be Mike Dean or Martin Hatt. It'll be Mark Dean. <laughs> because he's the most reputable. Yeah. Reputable. <laughs> anyway. How long have we been talking for? 50 minutes? Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just as long as Marcus Alonso doesn't d- drive the team bus to Stamford Bridge, I think Chelsea. As long as I get there safely, that's all I'm trying to say. No walking under ladders, no black cats, no. I don't know. <laughs> touching wood every day of that day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Jesus, that took way longer than I thought it would. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've, we've got a few transfer rumors, so we'll just move on to that and then wrap up. Now it's time for Transfer Whispers, the final Transfer Whispers edition of the year before. Next time we'll next time we're talking about it, there could be some transfers. Never know. Uh, it'll be midway through the first week of the transfer uh, window, the winter window. Uh, we've got a few rumors here um, and one advanced deal. I think I've put it in. Yep, advanced. So we'll start off with that. Uh, Kareem Adeyemi, the RB Salzburg striker. Um, let's just open my notes here. He's been contacted by Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Liverpool. However, his priority still lies with Dortmund to join them in June 2022. Uh, his agreement on personal terms with Dortmund is in the final stages, and Dortmunds are finally in talks with Salzburg over a final fee. Um, so yeah, could uh, potentially see him linking up, maybe depending on whether he stays or not, which I doubt. Erling Haaland, Daniel Marlin, Marco Royce. see a lot of Salzburg players going to uh, Dortmund lately. Uh, and Jude Bellingham as well, he could link up with. Um, but yeah, I don't really see Dortmund a threat in Germany. It's just my opinion. But um, moving on to the two rumours. Um, 
not in any particular order because they haven't really been rumoured to another club. Uh, but the first of which is Dean Henderson, who is now reportedly prepared to leave Man United. Uh, his priority is to play more frequently, which he's not doing currently at United. Um, and a transfer will depend on whether he receives any offers. Ajax <laughs> um, were uh, originally linked to him as they will have to replace Andre Onana as he's going to Inter Milan, I want to say. Is it Inter Milan? I think it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, there's no real talks going on for Henderson right now. Let's say that. And the final one of the week is Matthias Delict, who his agent, Mino Raiola, pretty uh, prominent agent in the football world, uh, has reportedly <laughs> said... <coughs> hey? Nothing. Has reportedly stated that Delict is ready for a new step, and he thinks that too, putting words into his mouth. Um, so, yeah, may say a move for the big Dutch centre-half uh, in the summer, I assume... It wouldn't be the smallest price tag in the world. Um, but, yeah, we may see him on the move. Hopefully we see him in England. I, I'd like to see him in England. He's a he's a boss and a hard Sergio Ramos-type centre-back. Um, and seeing him in the Premier League may cause a stir, which I'd like to see. But, nonetheless, that's all for transfer whispers. We haven't really had many whispers coming up to this mm. window. Um, I mean, they're mainly the ones have been circulating around the same players. Um so I'm not going to double up on those, but over the last few weeks we have had around 10 to 15, 20 maybe. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got for this week, and we'll just run the outro. Fred's going Liverpool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 91st Minute. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 91 underscore pod. You can follow myself on Twitter at RP underscore shop, and you can follow Tom on Twitter at Thomas Hayes underscore. Our references and contacts are in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Ciao. See ya. See you later.